Okay, so today's expose, we are doing Fabian Cortez. Magneto in this episode says Cortez. He tries to sound very mm, Latin when he says it. I laugh. knew you'd notice that too. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do you say it like that? <laughs> Cortez. Whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> he is a mutant super villain. And. <laughs> <laughs> he was first appeared in X-Men number one in October 1991. So it wasn't the first X-Men comic, but it must be another start of another X-Men thing that I've, you know. <laughs> yes. So they rebranded in 1991. They were losing um, readership. So they basically like Started did over. a fresh start type thing. And that's when Jim Lee came in and made all the outfits that we know from the series. Mm, they all got introduced yes. next to number one. Aha, gotcha. Okay. And um, he has the ability <laughs> to um, <laughs> enhance or diminish energy levels. So he can make a mutant more powerful or make them weaker, depending on what he wants to do. Ooh, scary. Yeah. Oh, he's like evil-ish. <laughs> well, I think that's all I got. Oh, he has, he's affiliated with Acolytes, Genosian, Upstarts, and Sword. Yep, there. I've got a lot of info for you, because this, Kevin, I'll tell this now, This, these episodes, this one next week's, very closely resemble extra number one and kind of the story that jumps off from there. So we'll talk about Fabian Cortez wow. and that story in a little bit. Okay. I go where I wanna go. Gene! Scott! Gene! Welcome to this week's Solving for X. My name is Sean. I'm the ultimate excavationist. And I'm something of an X-Fan myself, Kevin. <laughs> so let's get down to business, girl. So first off, last week we asked, who would you trust to recover the irradiated sub? Omega Red, Colossus, Juggernaut, or Namor? I, and I think Colossus. we both said Colossus. Yeah. yeah, he's like the obvious choice. And our listeners agreed because Colossus got the most votes. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into Sanctuary. So this one actually aired in season three because <laughs> of um, animation issues and everything. This one like was ready early, so they put it on earlier. But it was uh, actually not supposed to air until season four. Do you have any reason, any thoughts on why that would be important about where this one airs? Uh, <laughs> what happened in season? Which part is the end of season three or middle of season three? Uh, towards the end of season three, I believe. Oh, what was happening then? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. We'll get to it next week, but. 
the ending of Sanctuary Part 2 heavily hints at the ending of Season 4. So it's starting to build a thread through Season 4. So if you see the ending earlier, you're like, I wonder what that has to do with anything. Oh, <laughs> weird. So I'll talk about it, girl. I'll talk about it. I'm so yeah. excited. Season 4 is so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. All right, and this one aired October 21st, 1995, written by Steve Melching and David McDermott. Okay. Space, the final frontier. A Russian man flies through space to fix a warhead, but he is attacked by someone with magnetic powers. We see a really cool asteroid flying through space behind him. End scene. Get it? <laughs> I like the way you said Russian, man. It's so much anger. <laughs> so I went ahead and counted this as the first of probably a few 90s moments just because the asteroid is so like 90s 3D animated. Like there's no point to making animated, but they just did it to show off, but it looks really bad. So I counted it. You've got mail. 90s moments. Ta-da, I like it. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Which, by the way, Kevin, you'll see as we go through these, you probably notice watching them yourselves, there's so many cameos. I know, I'm like, I can't keep track. I'm like, there's people everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) all right to get us started meanwhile back on earth the ugly ass president who isn't the president anymore has no reason to be there cough trump is leading a united nations debate about the satellite attack conversations devolve into anti-mutant hate suddenly magneto drops in (laughs) literally (laughs) he makes the room a captive audience winky face get it captive audience (laughs) and then announces the liberation of mutant kind is at hand magneto shows the delegates a convenient conveniently placed cut of anti-mutant clips Magneto announces he has built Asteroid M, even though he never really calls it that, but I am. A mutant haven for all mutants. He announces he guarantees peace between himself and humans, unless he's provoked. Yeah. You know, out of the montage of scenes, you know which one made me the most angry that they showed? Which? Warren out in like Switzerland unfurling his wings because I was like nobody had a camera on that I can give the others a pass but nobody had a camera on Warren (laughs) out there in the snow (laughs) (laughs) some satellite camera (laughs) yeah (laughs) and uh, we get our first cameo here because we get to see Apocalypse we get to see Sinister and the Nasty Boys the Nasty Boys (laughs) (laughs) Come out, come out, wherever you are. Don't worry about us, Dingo. We'll make sure we can. Cameo. And we get to see Mishnari and Shani, his mom. Yeah, lots of peoples. Yeah. Will you, know you join me? <laughs> I think that um, because this is such an iconic comic it's based on, Larry Houston was probably just like coming all over the place. Like, I want to make this the biggest event ever for our watchers, just throwing people in left and right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The event of the lifetime. 
Yeah. Professor X and his X-Men watch Nito. Oh, a cute little nickname, Nito. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nito's announcement from the manor. Professor X feels that this is the culmination of his own ineptitude and not helping Magneto more. Oh, it's all my <laughs> fault. <laughs> um, Chris and I used to watch the show Face Off, and one of the judges told one of the contestants, this makeup is a culmination of your ineptitude. And we were like, who says that? What are these words? <laughs> There's a new phrase for you. <laughs> Beautiful. It's great. Good. <laughs> All right. Mutants flock in from all over to try to get access to Asteroid M. So they're basically at an airport trying to get to Africa because that's where Magnus is going to pick them up. While outside, a group of men all dressed the same picket for the mutants to leave. Good riddance. <laughs> so we get our second cameo, Kevin. Come out, come out, you are. Don't worry about us, Dingo. Yeah, tell us about it. (laughs) So I didn't bother naming all the Morlocks because we already talked about them. But some new characters we get. We get Copycat, who's the white lady with like half brown, half white hair. Okay, yeah. She's interesting because she was first introduced kind of in X-Force where she was impersonating Domino. And then when she was outed as Copycat, her and... Uh, Deadpool were together for a little while. Mm. It's actually who the character in the Deadpool movies, what's her name? The girlfriend from Firefly. Oh. Yeah. It's who she's based off of, even though she hasn't exhibited any like powers or anything yet. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, interestingly enough, we see Random, who it's kind of random. He's there. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) he's a really big, like, gray looking guy who can turn his hands into like different things, like guns. Um, Him and Arclight. Arclight is a female who's wearing all silver. And the reason why it's interesting they're there is they're actually part of Mr. Sinister's other group. Don't tell the nasty boys, but he also has the marauders that he (laughs) was the leader of. (laughs) It's like, "Mm, my teams that are separate, but they're mine no matter what. Yeah. Whoever I need need to call out. (laughs) And that's why um, we talked about it before, because they show Vertigo as part of the nasty boys. Yeah. But she was part of the marauders. That's why the nasty boys didn't have any females. Gotcha. It's like the Lost Boys, but now they're updating their terms. <laughs> I know. I love that. There's girls in the Lost Boys now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Back at the manor, Gambit is doing his best to be useful by looking stuff up on the computer. <laughs> he is searching the builders of Asteroid M. Nearby, Beast is working on the Blackbird. Gambit asks him what he does. Oh, asks him, what does he think they're doing on Asteroid M? Beast doesn't answer, but instead explains that Asteroid M was built from Savage Land tech. <laughs> yeah, just like we have Shi'ar tech. Aren't we cool? Oh, it's so, yeah. fa- so fascinating. And to Rogue. <laughs> she tries to ask Gambit to stay, 
Gambit and Beast both share that they can see the allure of going to Asteroid M. (laughs) 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 My allure. (laughs) Of going to Asteroid M since they are spinning their wheels in mud on Earth, trying to make change. Gambit tells Rogue he won't go anywhere without her, though. So here's our third cameo, and we're on, like, scene five. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, come on, wherever you are. So when Gambit's on the computer looking at the people who created Asteroid M, Asteroid M, we get uh, first the man with like the red arrow on his face, which is Francisco Milan, who actually, I believe, did help create Asteroid M in the comics. He's got the power to kind of like interface with computers, like send images to mm-hmm. and from them. And the green haired dude, did you notice him? Long green flowing hair. Oh, yes. Okay. That was Doc Samson, who's from the Hulk. And he has been gamma irradiated. So now his hair is green from the gamma. And he has, like, increased intellect and increased strength. And I think, in my opinion, his name is Doc Samson because I think his character is built off of, like, Samson and Delilah with, like, the flowing hair Um, that gives him strength. Yeah. I keep doing this and nobody can see you again. <laughs> My flipping the hairs. Oh, yeah. Yales. Yales. I did see those like those green-haired lab technicians, too. And I thought they were like little Oompa Loompas. But... <laughs> I think that was a mistake. I think one of them was supposed to be Doc Samson and one of them was supposed to be Francisco because the next oh. scene showed both of them, but Francisco has black hair. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they both have green hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll go with Oompa Loompas. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Back, back at the manor, Professor X speaks to President Kelly via video chat. He tells Kelly that any hostile action against Nita will be met with more violence. Kelly tells Charles that they're Americans, and Americans expect violence to solve any issue. <laughs> <laughs> Charles convinces Kelly to let him speak to Nito first. Kelly agrees. Beast and Charles plan to sneak out to meet Nito in Africa without the X-Men. How clandestine. Oh. <laughs> All right. The sneaking is going well until they find Gambit and Rogue waiting at the Blackbird. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Gambit wants to go along to see the asteroid. Gambit says he needs to see someone on the asteroid. I need to see someone. Winky face. <laughs> Winky face. Rogue lets him go but makes him promise to come back. The Blackbird takes off, leaving Rogue looking longingly after it. Oh, poor Rogue. (laughs) Yeah. We pretty much get an X-Men Circle of Life opening shot as we pan over Africa. (laughs) I'm just like, from the day we arrived on the planet. That's literally what it was. The giraffes, it was just like it. (laughs) Yeah, they did it on purpose. I mean, because Lion King came out in 1994. This came out in 1995. It was definitely a reference. Yeah, totally. I like yeah. it. Should we count that as a 90s moment? I'm. Let's do it. Do 90s it. moment. You got mail. 90s moments. Okay. <laughs> so then we pan over Africa to find mutants waiting for Nito and his salvation. The Blackbird lands nearby, and Professor X, Beast, and Gambit walk towards the waiting crowd. 
they watch as Magneto comes forward with four huge goblets in tow. I don't know what to call them. They're goblets. They look like goblets <laughs> or drums. <laughs> yeah. Nito greets Charles. They have a discussion of ethics. Nito invites the three X-Men to join him on their trip to Gen- Genosha. <laughs> they agree. <laughs> He's like, all mutants are welcome. Even X-Men scum like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're disgusting. <laughs> So, uh, we have more cameos, Kevin. <laughs> Don't worry about us, Dingo. We'll make sure we can. Cameo. Um, we do get to see Arclight again, but we see Arclight next to Blockbuster, who's like this really big, hulking, like, Colossus type character from. Oh, I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying there's a blockbuster in the distance, like a store. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Like, oh, okay, never mind. No, there's a mutant named Blockbuster. (laughs) So it's interesting to me that we're really going heavy on the Marauders in this uh, in this episode. We see a few of them, Mm -hmm. and the Marauders had been around since like the late '80s and the Mutant Massacre, so they weren't like new or anything um we also get the really quick black black panther kevin we i see saw black him <laughs> i saw him yes were you excited i was like oh <laughs> yeah and it has like no purpose whatsoever but still you get so excited because like i see you i found I <laughs> exactly <laughs> as nito flies away using his power on the goblets, drums, thingies. Xavier notices Nito's power seems to be weakening. He's like, oh, would you look at that? <laughs> Magneto makes sex noises. <laughs> Sexy noises. <laughs> Magasms. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> Uh, Nito pushes through and is, and is able to still fly the huge goblets into space. So, did you have any thoughts at this point of like what was happening? Like, why is Magneto weakening, or what was going to happen? No, I was just like, I guess there's a lot of people. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. I was like, it's off day today, maybe. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't sure. <laughs> he didn't eat his Wheaties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Genosha Mutant Resources Division, Jimmerd, Jimmerd, Nita lands his big old goblet drum thingies. He announces freedom to the Genosians. Lights come on, and Nita is surrounded by Genosian guards. Genosha announces the mutants aren't allowed to leave. A battle breaks out. In the fracas, Professor X's hover chair is shot which definitely has big implications for the rest of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Fabian Cortez takes lead, and the Acolytes easily dispatch the Genosians. In desperation, the Genosians unleash the Sentinels. The Sentinels quickly get the upper hand, but the mutants turn the tide and easily dispatch them. (laughs) (laughs) So um, this is our next I guess, cameo slash introduction. We have the Acolytes. Don't worry about us, Dingo. We'll make sure we can. Cameo. So the Acolytes in the comics, it's very similar 
that they just kind of show up. They're like, hey, Nito, we want to work for you. The main difference is they like fly a spaceship out towards Asteroid M and Magneto destroys it, but he doesn't kill them. And when he brings them on board, they're like, we want to be your friends. (laughs) (laughs) But um, you talked about Fabian Cortez for us. And then we also have Frenzy, who's like the black woman with the short crop top. Okay. And Frenzy has been kind of making waves in comics recently because she was up for the vote for um, mutants who should be in X-Men. So she's been on a few teams of late. Nice. Um, And she can make uh, like earthquake type thingies. And then we have, of course, Amelia Vought, who can turn into mist. More on her later. We have... (laughs) Marco Delgado. <laughs> Not Marco Delgado. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Some of these names, though, it's just funny. <laughs> so, Marco is like the big, muscly dude. Like, every team needs their big, muscly dude. And he has yeah. a super strength and can alter his size. Oh, that, okay. I did see that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have uh, Byron Callie, who's Gambit's friend. The white-haired pirate thing. The white-haired pirate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I forget his powers. Let's double-check his powers. Byron Callie, he can make and manipulate flames from his body. So he's a flamer. Uh Uh-huh. That explains the big old butt that I saw on him. Okay. Oh, I don't remember seeing him use his powers. I don't, I don't remember. I remember his walking to the frame and his big old bubble butt. It was like the most bubbliest butt I've ever seen. I was like, wow. <laughs> How much did you enjoy it? I really did. I was surprised. Because it, it was like, it was round, but it was like when round, like out wide, the wide round shape. I was like, wow, I need to take a screenshot of this. <laughs> um, and then we have Chrome, who was the guy with like the silver streak in his hair, or white streak. He yeah. can um, fly, and he can also transmute. We saw him do it. He, like, turned a piece of metal into gold. Oh, yeah. And then lastly, we have Carmela Unishone, who was the one who can make, like, the green arms. Kind of like Miss Marvel, only they're yeah. not her body. <laughs> yeah, the giant hand that's, like, almost, like, staticky. Yeah. And she's kind of made a comeback within the comics, too, in the newer okay. ones. But all of them were introduced in X-Men number one in 1991, Kevin. Wow. Yeah. The Sentinels team up on Nito and overpower him. Fabian Cortez runs over and uses his power to power up Nito. He's like, you look ragged and haggard. Let me heal you. He says heal. (laughs) Fabian eggs Magneto on to destroying the Genosians. Magneto disagrees and says he isn't here for retribution, but salvation. He frees the rest of the mutants and takes off. The Genosians pathetically watch in defeat. <laughs> so I'm going to run this by you, but I kind of get bisexual vibes from Fabian Cortez. Yeah, I can see that. He just seems like he's so desperate for anyone to love him that he's willing to like go be with anyone who shows him attention. <laughs> Such a drama queen, though. Oh, my gosh. Just yelling what? out. What are you talking about? <laughs> are you doing the Magneto? Yeah. I, <laughs> I control these people. <laughs> uh, that's later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. 
But yeah, especially I'll spoiler alert. This you probably realize it, but this isn't the last we see of Fa- uh, Fabian Cortez. And yeah, he he is the drama. It's him. <laughs> he is the villain. <laughs> yes. All right, we return to Asteroid M where Magneto is just getting home with his goblets of mutants. Once safely in the asteroid, the acolyte Byron greets Remy. They know each other. They must because they both have the same accent. Uh, (laughs) Fabian and the mutants wander the halls looking for Nito, who has just entered the asteroid. Everyone watches as Fabian recharges Nito. Professor X and Beast notice that Fabian is recharging Nito, but not actually healing him which can lead him to burn out as if he's on a drug. I wonder if that's important <laughs> to note. Yeah. Nito dismisses their concern and announces it's time to eat. <laughs> yeah, so he's forcing Magneto to become dependent on him. Mm-hmm. Ugh. 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 So it's like he's, he's almost like giving him only the energy that he wants him to have and not actually his full energy. Well, and it's kind of like... Um, I can't think of a good example, but like Magneto's body can only produce so much of his power. So he's what Fabian's actually doing here is like overfueling Magneto. So his body's producing more oh, than it yeah. can. So it's going to lead him to yeah get worn out because it's like a false power, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. Okay. As everyone is exiting the room. Doc Samson with his green hairs and Francisco Mel- Milan? Milan? Milan. Milan. Uh, free the Genotians of their power, dampening collars. These things again. <laughs> <laughs> Amelia Vot. Vot. I don't know. <laughs> I think they say okay. it both ways. <laughs> yes. I think of Paul Vot. From Man TV. But Amelia Vat spots Charles and is angry he's there. She's like, oh, you're here, bitch. She refuses <laughs> to speak to him. <laughs> Beast recognizes Amelia and he's surprised to see her. He's like, oh, her. I know her. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, on the bridge, Magneto meets with the acolytes. Fabian pledges. Pledges. <laughs> I think I almost said pleasures. Pledges <laughs> the acolytes to Nito's service. Nito greatly accepts. Just then, Byron enters and announces the NASA shuttle is almost repaired. Fabian seems angry that there are humans on asteroid M. Bleh, not humans. Magneto tells him to slow your roll, bro. These humans are guests. Mm-hmm. That was the scene with his butt, I think. Okay. Later, Magneto holds a dinner with the astronauts, the acolytes, and select mutants. As they finish their toast, they are attacked by Earth. Oh, Nito shields the asteroid. Cortez demands they fight back, but Nito refuses. Xavier tries to empathize with the humans. Byron finds that the asteroid shot a missile at Earth, provoking the attack. Fabian gets mad and seems to be the culprit. Oh. Nito demands they cloak and then move the asteroid and send regress to Earth for the attack and promises no further aggression. We don't want an all-out war happening here. Crazy. Right. So, um, 
how do you feel about this kind of turn in Magneto where he's just basically like, I just want to be left alone. I don't even care to fight anymore. Right. I mean, that is unique because he's usually the one that's just like, I'm mad at everything and people will pay. And now he's just like, as long as my mutants and me are free, whatever. It is a major shift, but I mean, he's looking for, out for the mutants and he always was. So I guess that's still true. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't feel like it was out of character for him. It just seems like this is his next step in, like, Mm -hmm. how can I get rid of you? If I can't destroy the humans, I might as well just separate myself from them. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Well, elsewhere on the ship, Beast and Gambit wander about. Gambit asks Beast about Amelia. Beast explains that back in India, Amelia helped nurse an ailing Xavier back to health after recently losing the use of his legs to Nito's powers. The two fell in love, but Amelia checked out when Xavier started forming the X-Men in America. Amelia wanted to live a simple life, ignoring her mutant power while the professor wanted to help mutants. Beast remembers Charles being devastated after Amelia left and never seeing her again until now. Did you notice any issues with the scene? Because I did. With the, in the in the X Men thing in the back in the flashbacks. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. No. Well, for the first time ever on solving for X, Kevin borrowed directly from Words of the Witches. We are having a canonical moment. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm excited. So Two things here. Number one, I'm a little perturbed that Jean is wearing her like orangey yellow outfit. Oh, she's not wearing. Remember, yeah, in the Phoenix, she's wearing her green dress and says for old times. So why isn't she wearing that? Oh, or even her like really old outfit that matched everybody. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. That's interesting. But here's my other conundrum for you, Kevin. Okay. So we saw the five OG X-Men, right? Scott, Gene, Iceman, Beast, and Angel. Where's the Cyclops? Oh, no, Cyclops is there. Okay. But I present to you this chilling challenge. If Angel was on the original X-Men team, then how come they didn't know Warren Worthington in The Cure? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean, because he was original, but not in this continuity. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. I've been waiting for this moment. It's always bothered me. (laughs) (laughs) And here I'm just thinking, like, yeah, that makes sense because that's how it was. That's the comic book style. But, you know, and I didn't even think about it. (laughs) Yeah. That's the only problem. And I mean, I know I know we're nitpicking a show that like was very much flying the seat of their pants, like just making one <laughs> season and thinking it was going to get canceled, making a second thinking it was going to get canceled. Yeah. But yeah, this is one of the most blatant, I think, like mistakes that they made in that how come they knew Angel in the past but not in the present? Did Xavier do something to their minds? Like Wipe what's their memory? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Craziness. That'd be crazy if they gave us an answer in X-Men 97, the new show, as to, like, why they didn't remember Angel. I would just shit myself. (laughs) That'd be amazing. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Elsewhere, on Asteroid M, Xavier hovers in to see Amelia. He tries to apologize, but she doesn't seem thrilled to see him. 
Amelia blames Xavier for his dream and being the cause of Magneto having to build them a home away from humans. Yeah, she's like, we could have had it all, you, me, and the mansion all to ourselves with nobody else, but you had to have X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny, too, to me that she left Xavier because she didn't want to be like a mutant um, freedom fighter, kind of. Yeah. But then she joins Magneto, who's... right. Like the, the ultimate side of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> like the ultimate mutant freedom fighter. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like she joined Magneto, like to spite Xavier in a way. Right. Like he left me for this, and so I'm going to go on this side and fight against it. <laughs> exactly. So, but Xavier does get around. We've kind of talked about this, but so so far we know, at least in the show, he's been with three women. He's been with <laughs> Myra McTaggart, who we yes. met. He's been with Amelia Vaught, who we just met. I think he's technically kind of still with Lalandra, which is kind of weird that he's kind of flirty with Amelia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, he's also been with Gabriel Holler, who she's not someone who's as popular in the show or in mainstream continuity, but her son's popular because he's David Holler, who is Legion. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. So, four women. And then I talked about there was that one continuity where there's, like, a pervy Xavier in another time where, who uses his power to, like, force Emma Frost to, like, sleep with him. <laughs> so gross. That, I don't like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Magneto goes to retire to his office but finds Fabian waiting for him. Magneto magnetically throws Fabian against the wall and accuses him of deploying the missiles. Magneto suddenly grows weak and begins to fade. Fabian tells Nito that he has aided in overtaxing Nito's power to the point that he can't even hold his own molecules together. Fabian jettisons Nito in his own chamber from Asteroid M. He calls for help and tells the other acolytes that the X-Men did it. To be continued. How very rude. Were you shocked by this ending? A little bit. A little bit. Because I'm like, (gasps) who is this guy? What's his plan? What's his problem? Like, (laughs) like, why? I just, he's like, all. I mean, because Magneto's not doing what he wants. So he gets all like, ah, I can't handle you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Drama. Like, relax. (laughs) On a scale of 1 through 10, 10 being the most, uh, how would you describe in numbers Magneto's outfit in this scene? Because I know you <laughs> liked it. <laughs> I mean, it was cute. It was, like, how, it was the numbers? It was the scale? 1 to 10, 10 being the highest. Yeah, it's 10. It's it's amazing. It's it's colorful. It's beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, I was surprised they showed it. He's just shirtless in his tight little, like, white jammies. And I'm like, get it, x He's just, like, abs, chest hair. Yeah. Daddy Nito. I was like, yeah. (laughs) So, Kevin, you and our listeners can turn over to our Instagram to see this week's You Look Familiar. (laughs) Because that outfit (laughs) is taken directly from the comics. (laughs) Oh, let me I got blurry for a minute. I need to get clearer again. Oh, there it is. It's so hot. Oh, my God. I love it. The little <laughs> pop of red. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> get it. He it's, knows how to dress. 
if I cosplayed Magneto, that would be the cosplay I'd choose. Oh, I love it. You'd probably have a lot of guys being like, yes, Mama Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I I just did a Professor Turo cosplay, which I didn't uh, post yet, but I'm going to post it soon. Oh, from nice. Pokemon, the new Pokemon. I don't know if you can see. Eh, it's not working. There it goes. Okay, there it goes. Oh, wow. It's very, uh, it's very Pokeball. <laughs> I know, I know. I have to be careful that I don't get flagged, but it's fine. It's, it's just the person that made it made it very like shapely, I suppose. So. Okay, <laughs> I like it. All right. So a little background on this episode, just because I love the story, like it blew my mind when I read it. So in the comics, Magneto had this is so random i know he had de-aged the x-men to babies and in part of being defeated they got turned back to normal and he got de-aged to a baby so (laughs) so so like late 80s comic book writing sure but it's random but at least not random the character but it's random but (laughs) at least a really cool story idea because they take this magneto baby and they give him to moira and they say moira we want you to like help us with this Magneto baby. So she's like, okay, cool. So she's experimenting for a while and she re-ages him, but she like purposely re-ages him 20 years younger than he was <laughs> to kind of like um, expand his lifespan. Yeah. And in my opinion, probably because his roots go all the way back to World War II. So they probably did that to try to be like, well, it makes sense that he was in World War II and he's still like an old man. So he's yeah. not that old. <laughs> but all that to say, then we got some um, – we got an age of comics where Magneto becomes good. He, like, repents for his ways. He even leads the X-Men while Xavier is away when he wears that oh. purple outfit with the big white M on it that he's yeah, going to be wearing yeah. in the new show. But it turns out – and this is the part I love. Magneto uncovers that when Moira – de-aged and re or when she re-aged him she changed kind of like the chemistry of his brain to try to make him be good wow so when he found out that she did that he like went crazy he was like how dare a human do this to me try to neuter me basically and that's kind of the whole um where x-men number one in 1991 where it kicks off because people were kind of tired of Magneto being so good. So that was their way of being like, no, he's he's someone yeah. to be reckoned with now. You need to watch out <laughs> for this guy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then later it turns out Moira's a mutant too. So he was so mad over a mutant doing yeah. that to him. Not a human. Jeez, calm down. See? He's like, oh, that's okay. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, like, yeah, get it's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> So cool. So I think we'll, there's a lot more I want to tell you, but I think I'll save it for after we go through episode two. Okay. Okay. So what did you think of this episode? It was extreme. It was intense craziness. I liked it a lot. Yeah. This is one I would say I don't always think about, like that I want to go back and watch. But as we were coming up to it, I was like, oh, yeah, Sanctuary. That one's like pretty sick. There's a lot that happens. (laughs) So I would extreme it too. It's just, it probably would be in like my high mid tier favorites, mm-hmm. but not in my top tier favorites. Yeah, right. Because it's just it can be a little overwhelming and hard to follow if I'm not like really paying attention. So I'm yeah. just like it's yeah, it's just kind of like yeah, 
where you said where you put it. <laughs> okay, good. Who would you say is the MXP? It's got to be Magneto for this one. He was the man with the plan, with the dream, with the with the with the goals. He's freeing all these mutants from their oppressors. And, and and not just taking them, but giving them the choice, which is great too. So he's actually being a really nice guy. Um, so yeah, I'm all about him to this episode. Yeah, I would agree. This is a really cool Magneto we're seeing, and it makes me wonder: like, had he not been sabotaged, like, I think he would have been a better man. Like, this was his chance to kind of show that he can be different, <clears throat> but he was betrayed by his own kind, basically. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is the X factor? Oh gosh, what's the X factor? <laughs> I mean, I guess the fact that there's always this battle between <laughs> the forces, like there's the the, the evil Genosian officer is still trying to keep the mutants, and then there's the them trying to escape. And Astro, well, Asteroid M is revealed, so that's that's a big one, I suppose. A big comic book. <laughs> So let's do Astrid M. Just call it, call it a day. <laughs> Damn it, Kevin. You picked mine. I was like, good. He picked something different, and you slowly crept into my space. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm making it up as I go. I'm like, I didn't have time to prepare this time. so <laughs> That's okay. But no, I agree, and I'll expand on it. I said Asteroid M because Asteroid M is kind of the Death Star of X-Men. There's been like five, maybe kind of six versions of it. <laughs> <laughs> with it being different every time. And like it's become such a character that I believe it was the first Asteroid M. It crashed in the San Francisco Bay and Cyclops went and built a structure to hold it up in the water and started the mutant island of Utopia. And okay. that was so iconic that that's what led to Magneto turning good because he basically went to Scott and he's like, you literally just made my dream come true. You literally <laughs> just rose my asteroid that I built. You put all the mutants on it. And like, I have no reason to fight anymore because you did this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a character in itself. And it, I think from the outside looking in, you wouldn't expect that there's like five versions of it. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So would you like our previously on question for this week? Okay. Would you, Kevin, live on Asteroid M? Hmm. Well, I have to make sure I have powers first. <laughs> but may- maybe if, if I take Asteroid M and I take the government that I see in X-Men and the government I see here, yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired of America a lot. Like I would go there and feel safe and comfortable with people who understand and and have the same beliefs as me and stuff. So, totally. yeah. And I think, I think Asteroid M. This will go into my answer because I was thinking about this way more than I should have because I've been stewing on this all day. Um, when you look at California and like rumors that we're going to succeed from the um, <laughs> from the states, like. Yeah, it's very Asteroid M when you think about it because, like you said, you're kind of, like, bringing like-minded people together. But then when you watch this episode and when you think about Asteroid M, I think it's also a warning that, like, nothing's perfect. There's always a problem. Like, Fabian's a problem. 
the government doesn't want to accept it, which I'm sure like the United States wouldn't accept California leaving since we supply so many other states with resources. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I'm going to say no only because I feel like it would be great at first, but then you're just kind of running from your problems. Yeah. It sounds good in theory. It sounds like too good to be true. And it probably is. Yeah. But it would be fun (laughs) for a while. We would make it work. Yeah. (laughs) Swimming Probably with my like problems, not much to do, so lots of sex. Oh, that's, I mean, really. What do you got to do to pass the time? Who do you got to do to pass the time? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So that is Sanctuary Episode 1. Uh, we'll be back with Episode 2 next week. But until then, if you miss us, where can people listen to you, Kevin? Yeah. Okay. Well, you can follow my personal <laughs> Instagram page, KGZ87. So that's just all my regular stuffs. And if you want to see hear more podcasts, you can go to Words of the Witches, where Sean and I are covering the Charmed comic books. We are now in ebook slash season ten comic book territory. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. And then you can find me on our our last season of Once Upon a Cult, which we're currently putting out, are on Marvelous Galaxy of Disney, where we have your Star Wars Marvel Disney news, which, especially right now with The Mandalorian out, oh my dog, it's a great time to listen. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week for Sanctuary Part 2.